You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 356 of Podcateers. We're turning the page as we start a new era in the podcast. And this week, we formally introduce the two newest members of Team Podcateers, Larry and Andrew. We learn a little bit about each of them, and we have a roundtable segment with some of our Disney favorites. Plus, we talk a little bit about a new project coming very soon. It was a super fun episode, and we are happy to have them on board. If you have any thoughts that you'd like to share about this episode, we'd love for you to join the conversation over on Discord, and we'd love to hear some of your favorites as well. You can check out the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 356 for an invite link. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Podcateers. Team Boat Willie is the official charity team of the Podcateers podcast, and we're frequently working with different organizations to raise money to help their causes. For instance, right now we are currently in the middle of fundraising for the Children's Hospital of Orange County, Chalk. We've always been big fans of the Chalk Walk, but since we were unable to walk in the park like we normally do last year, the Chalk Walk is being held virtually. So we are currently holding auctions via Instagram for different things that some of our listeners and some of our FGP squad members have donated. It's super fun. It's for a good cause. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram if you'd like to participate or help us out. If you'd like to join our team and help us fundraise, or if you'd just like to make a donation, you can find those links by going to teamboatwilly.com. Super easy to remember because it's just like Steamboat Willy, but without the if you have any questions about our fundraising efforts or want to help us in any way by donating an item for us to auction off, send us a DM and we'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. To everybody that's either donated money, donated an item for us to auction off, or you've helped us spread the word just by reposting it on your social media accounts, thank you so much. It truly means a lot to us that you're helping us with these efforts. Uh, Speaking of FGP Squad, this episode is brought to you by the generosity of that special group of people. Who is the FGP Squad? Well, they are our podcast fairy godparents. And it's their support via Patreon that makes all this happen. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content, and access to our monthly happy hour calls. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. Thanks for hanging out with us. So that's it. It's time to do the thing. Here is episode 356 of Podcateers. Don't like Kenneth Gardner all over again. Yeah. There he is. It works. Just for him. It works. <laughs> it's just it's help. It's helpful. It's helpful. It is very helpful. It is. <clears throat> so I guess we should start by saying good morning, Anaheim. <laughs> nice. Very famous yep. line from a film. I don't know many films, but I know that one. I know the one that Genie was in. He wasn't Genie. <laughs> that's Close gonna be enough. so relevant later when we get to me. Just a heads up. <laughs> right <laughs> well that's awesome that's, that's really good news to hear so this is 
the first episode that we are recording as our new team podcasters joining us today mel as always but larry and andrew are here with us we're super excited for this next chapter of the podcast welcome fellas it's good to have you on the podcast it's great to be here sweet <laughs> <Air warm. laughs> Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nope, foghorn. Wrong foghorn. one. Wrong All one. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I figured this would be a really simple episode. You know, I figured that the best thing to do is uh, I know that some members of the FGP squad have had an opportunity to meet you both uh, since you were part of our happy hour calls, but our listeners at large have not had that same opportunity. So I figure we can go through just a regular gamut of questions. You know, you could tell us a little bit about yourselves, what you enjoy, walks on the beach and such, you know, type of uh, beverage and, you know, all, all the common, like what type of box of chocolates did you like to get and, you know. You know what I mean, right? Whatever the wine and dine recipe is. And then uh, normally what we like to do is we like to ask general Disney questions. Like what's your favorite Disney animated movie, for instance? Or what's your favorite Pixar movie? So we'll do a little bit of that later in the episode as well. And uh, that'll pretty much be it. I think this will be a really fun episode just to get to know Larry and Andrew. Uh, if you're new to the podcast and you want to get to know me and Mel... I'm pretty sure there's episodes where where yeah. we've done the same, but I guess we can just quickly run a, a short <laughs> answer, right? Actually, sure. that wouldn't be bad. You know why? Because going through Gavin's episode, I realized that some of his answers changed from when he first yeah. gave them to now. So mm -hmm. maybe we should do this. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's all four of us. Let's just all four of us answer. Get to know everyone. Yeah, That's for, right. sure. for sure. Reintroduction of podcasters. <laughs> all I'm right. I'm sure some answers are going to change. So yeah, why not? That'll help new listeners, and old listeners mm -hmm. will be like, uh-uh, that's not what you said. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Always good for okay. the callback, call-outs, right? <laughs> but you know what? It's good. <laughs> We've had this conversation before where it's always good to evolve. You know, we, I always make mm -hmm. fun of the keep in touch, never change that happens in yearbooks. And I've always said... You know, if you tell somebody not to change, but they happen to just be a jerk, you kind of want them to change. That's the yeah. meanest thing you could ever tell somebody. <laughs> so with that in mind, I think we're all going to answer the question. So uh, here we go. Larry, uh, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, just a little bit about myself, guys. And uh, Hazen, first off. I would never tell you to change. Let's just, I know I'm supposed to talk about myself, but I want to cover that. Hazen, you How would be dare like, you, sir. I would never tell you for a good reason. So let's put it like that. But to go back to me a little bit, um, I'm a big time Disney fan. Uh, Hazen and Melissa were nice enough to reach out to me uh, through friends of friends. We all became like a part of that Disney magic where we have a little tie to each of us and Disney and how we know each other. One of the fondest memories to tie back to a little bit to Hayes and Melissa when they introduced the Hatbox Ghost at the attraction at Disneyland. It was one of the very big memories I have of Hayes and Melissa <laughs> going, yeah, going through the line <laughs> that day and getting in there and yeah. being the first to experience it. And I think that might have helped Hayes in a little bit realize how big of Disney fan. Melissa's always known that. Big key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back, I guess, in the day to why this kind of means a lot to me to be on a podcast, the podcateer specifically. Uh, Disney's always had a special place in my heart since I've been a kid. 
to now still a kid but in an adult body <laughs> but yeah <laughs> um it's always had some kind of tie back to this the wholesomeness of being you know this story that takes you away from reality but still has good morales behind it to give you influence of happiness joy and just like hazen always ends up podcasts give a little bit of the magic forward right pay it forward kind of the idea so that for me that's the core of me and then the other part of me is just like this goofy guy that likes to talk a little bit too much <laughs> so that fits this criteria <laughs> of being this outlet of talking uh, i have uh, one of the bigger things i guess to show my disney like dedication uh, me and my wife met in high school have that story that we didn't make it up like we didn't say like we have to be like this but it we met in high school our first one of our first trips together was to the Disneyland Resort and we found out a lot about each other. We were in a band club and that's where we found out how much we both love Disneyland so much. And it just really built our relationship. I know I don't know about you guys, but when you're in a line for a queue, you want to be with your best friend cuz folks, this is before heads up day where you would <laughs> play those games. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. We were just talking and, and we found out so much about each other and it really cultured us being not only couple but best friends and then lo and behold years later uh we got we were lucky enough to get married through disney weddings and have part of our wedding at disney california adventure and it was just the ceiling note of pretty much my life to disney <laughs> if i need to sign a contract i literally signed it with the disney wedding <laughs> but <Nice>. that's <laughs> that that is the story from then and it's always been like a fairy tale from that point and so I'm happy to share because I stay with Disney a lot now, following everything that happens a lot more here in Disneyland. But I do follow overall the, the, the movies and animation films, all the stories. Obviously, now Star Wars, Marvel being a big part, big part of it kind of just made it even better. So that's a little bit about me. That is an awesome introduction. We're, we're super happy to have you, of course. You know, we've had this mm -hmm. conversation on, you know, off the podcast and we've talked about it on the Happy Hour Call and I'm excited for the energy that you're bringing to the podcast. Uh, I know your fandom. Your fandom runs deep. And I remember when I first heard your wedding story, I was like, damn. That, you know, how, how everybody met and how everybody connected, I think, was just one of those serendipitous moments in life that doesn't come very often. Uh, I think people refer to it as lightning in a bottle, you know. Yes. And yeah. uh, it, it's a beautiful thing. So I'm happy to have you on the podcast, man. Sweet. Thanks, Hazen. Andrew. Hey, hey, hey. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself, my friend. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, Andrew, of course, that's me. Um, I came to Disney more, I guess, in high school. I was always like a little chicken, Freddy cat kid growing up. <laughs> so uh, I still am now. But uh, my first trip to Disneyland was in 2001. And I was just afraid of everything. I was a little old to be afraid of everything. I was about, I think, nine at the time. And, you know, going into, like, walking up to the Haunted Mansion, I had a panic attack and just bolted out. I had oh, to have, wow. like, an aunt come sit Aww. with me by a hat stand or something while everybody else got to go on the ride. And I just, I had fun on my trip, but I was a little traumatized at the time. And then... You know, time went on. I got a little, little braver <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, started getting more into Disney, into the films, into like researching the park's history and stuff like that. And that's kind of where I started, you know, growing more appreciative of everything at the parks. And um, 
about, I'd say about 2010 is when I started going regularly. And around then I also got my annual pass and I had an annual pass up until, um, there were no more annual passes. <laughs> um, so, uh, for the a nice, <laughs> yeah, right? a nice long Same. run, uh, not as long <laughs> as many, but long enough. And, uh, so yeah, um, I love all things Disneyland. I love the Disney movies. Uh, me and my wife got engaged at, uh, Disneyland. We weren't, uh, lucky enough to have a Disney wedding, but, uh, engaged at Disneyland was still pretty good to us. Um, yep. <laughs> um, Melissa was there. It was great. Um, yeah, um, you might have seen me around uh, D23 Expo. I dress up as Sala uh, every Expo, running around, trying to uh, make people <laughs> laugh, doing all kinds of fun stuff. So if you might have seen me around doing that. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Right on, man. Well, just like Larry, we're super excited and we're happy that you're a part of the podcast. Uh, you know, your your Disney geekdom runs super deep as well. And I think... I've connected with you because very similar to how you kind of jumped into the history. I did the same thing, but my rabbit hole was at the time, doombuggies.com. I remember learning about doombuggies.com and I remember just becoming enamored with the haunted mansion. So mine was the opposite of your first experience there. But before I knew it, I was learning about backstage and Imagineering and the mechanics behind it. And I mean, I feel like even now I know a lot, but my brain doesn't always catalog it in a way where I think it's like, okay, you got that question. (laughs) Here's your answer. Right. But at random times, like I just throw out this random fact or when my brain isn't going at full speed and I can concentrate on what's happening. I can spit out trivia, which is why, by the way, when we do trivia games, if I'm on your team, I'm so sorry in advance. Because <laughs> I'm horrible at trivia games. It's in there somewhere, but I can't spit it out. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I've noticed that it does it does kind of uh, go along with how stressed I am in, like, the real world scenarios that I'm in, like at work and stuff. If I'm more stressed and tired, I'm horrible at trivia games. Mm. But if I feel like I got a good night's sleep, you know, all full two hours, I'm like, yeah, you know, I can do this. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. Especially nowadays with that damn Animal Crossing game. Uh, You're welcome. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's the enabler. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm really excited, especially uh, what you're bringing aside from you know co-hosting podcasters. Do you should we should we mention a little bit about that? We can, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Give everyone a teaser of what's coming. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, coming to the newly founded Podcasters Network will be uh, my own standalone show. It'll be. Uh, a short five to ten minute show called Quizneyland. Um, we'll have uh, some fun facts in the first segment. In the second segment will be some trivia questions, about three trivia questions, timer, kind of, you know, 30 seconds to answer. And, you know, you get to learn a lot about, you know, all kinds of different stuff. And it's going to be from all over the, you know, the whole Disney company, you know, Disney, Star Wars, uh espn disney channel disney plus you know anything that they own you know uh, mcdonald's connection anything (laughs) that you know 
has once been around Disney, connected to Disney in any kind of shape or form, we'll try and cover it. So, it, you know, you can listen to it with everybody, you know. You know, somebody that likes sports, you know, every once in a while there'll be an ESPN question or somebody that's really into, you know, only likes, you know, Sophia the First or something. We'll have every every kind of question. Yeah, he's love Sophia nice. the First. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Come out. <laughs> so it'll be a, a fun little, you know, quick, you know, quick little show to fill in your little gaps, you know, get a little information, impress your friends, you know, next time, whenever you get to go out to Disneyland, you know, Maybe there'll be some Disney trivia you didn't know before you can impress your friends with while you're walking down through the parks. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm cool. digging the format, you know, and how you're setting it up. Uh, I know we're going to be doing, uh, you know, some test episodes and some test segments. And uh, just the way that it's been developing, I've been really happy with. And I know that our listeners are going to be super happy with it, too. Uh, I love mm-hmm. the quiz show aspect of it. And uh, I think it's super exciting. It's it's going to be real fun. And yeah. I, I've got a, a friend made some great music for it. So they have some good listening, you know, music. The theme song's great. I'm, I'm in love with all the music that he's done. So it's going to be a fun time. Right on, right on. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, again, I just want to thank you both for accepting our invitation to be a part of the team. Uh, I'm really grateful for you both. I appreciate you. Uh, I love what you guys bring to the table. And I know that our listeners are going to feel the same way. So... Uh, let's jump into some of the hard-hitting questions. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Rapid fire. <laughs> That's right. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> timer set. Actually, Round there's no timer. One. We're just going to go for it. But uh, <laughs> Let's start with Larry. What is your favorite Disney movie? Animated. Animated. All right. I mean, this is like we mentioned earlier. <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam. Ties into Robin Williams for sure. Uh, Aladdin. Uh, it's funny because I just I catch this movie a lot. I had my niece visiting right now uh, as we're recording this, and, and I rewatched this movie. She always comes when she comes. She knows to rewatch this movie because I, as anyone, I'm guessing you guys have kids or maybe you even lived in it. When you were a kid and you rewatched a movie, you asked to watch it over and over and over again. This was the one for me. Uh, 90s movie came out. I was very young. I was born in 89. Just a little more background on me. But I was in that time period <laughs> of when Aladdin came out. And from the beginning when I watched it as a kid, I think the charisma of Genie. I mean, he's a blue character. Literally just lights yeah. up the movie. And his jokes and the, you know, things popping out of everywhere. His songs. Everything as a kid you just want to see that over and over again he sings really cool he makes things happen he grants wishes i mean you're a kid right <laughs> you want wishes to come true and i think the thing as i got older which really kept me hooked on to the animated version of aladdin is i appreciated the story on the side of aladdin when you have aladdin himself and the princess jasmine both trying to find themselves as characters and then you have the quirkiness of now, as they find themselves, they fall in love, and there's this nice love story. And then, like Hazen mentioned earlier, Robin Williams is always going to hold a special place in my heart for how much life he brings as a character to that Disney movie. I still, yeah. to this day, will quote mm-hmm. that movie, you know, over and over again. I know many of you Disney fans always know, you know, a friend like me is like the song most quoted. I mean, in a world of color. That's I love. I get the chills in World of Color when everyone sings along with that song, and I hear it there when I'm at the park. Those things speak to me because it's like something in history when you were a kid continues to go on past you, right? Your a legacy, right? So 
Aladdin's always done that for me. Robin Williams, for sure. I, I always try to, like, the shirts they sell at Disney, it's say, like, I'm here, Genie. Like, that that comedy he had, it just stuck me for yeah. throughout. So I love it, for sure. Right on, man. It's a great choice. Uh, would yeah. you, just side question, it's not the next question, but just side question because you mentioned it. Was that the first film that you think you learned the entire soundtrack to that you sang along to like every single word yes um, without a right. doubt without a <laughs> doubt i mean I, I know hazen's probably like let's do it bust into it if, he, if hazen does go <clears> on <throat> a tangent <laughs> oh boy oh boy can your friends go poo <laughs> hey, hey look, look at you can your friends go abracadabra yes that's what i'm talking about yeah for sure, every part, and That's then there's awesome. jokes like I always, I always, for no reason, when I'm doing bad, we talk about games and quizzes, Andrew. I always do that. I'm yeah. losing to a rug. <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorite lines. In that it makes no sense, but I love when he's playing chess with the. If you don't know a carpet, he's playing chess, and he makes that line. Right on, man. Right on. Uh, <laughs> all right, Andrew. Same question. What is your favorite same question? Film? Well, you know, I have a ton of affection for Aladdin as well, but I'm gonna have to say my favorite animated film is the emperor's new groove i this nice. it can't beat it it's great that's choice. my most quotable the same thing larry can quote <laughs> aladdin front to back uh, i can you know recite the whole script of the emperor's new groove you know i've watched it uh, hundreds of times i'm sure it's 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 a great cast i you know the history behind it is kind of interesting if you've seen yeah. the the documentary about the making of it and the changing of it and everything that went on behind it but the movie that came out even though it wasn't anything close to what it was originally intended is just you know side splitting it's hilarious i love it it's so quotable it's it's my favorite i just bought some uh, emperor's new groove pins oh, when i went nice. to downtown disney the other day oh right on man yeah you know the emperor's new groove uh, is a really special film in the pantheon of Disney because, you know, there's not a lot of films that aren't necessarily musicals, but this one pulls off this, like, stickiness that you don't get from the other films. There's, like, a lot of mm-hmm. really so snappy yeah. one-liners, and it feels like like an old-school vaudeville show brought to animated film. Right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. true. It, it does have some great music in it too. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. though it's not a musical, right. it has some right. great music. Right. Uh, but yeah, man, great choice. I love that film. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Mel. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite Disney animated <laughs> film. This will never change, ever change, and you could quote me forever. It's Sleeping Beauty, because it is just, it's just gorgeous. It's just beautiful and. For a princess that doesn't talk much and then gives more time to the villain, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> Solid choice. Beautiful animation, mm-hmm. beautiful artwork, fantastic story. Can't go wrong with it. It's a classic. Right. Uh, and that leaves Hazen. Yeah. So my answer uh, <laughs> is Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it's so awkwardly made in some places. Um, but I don't <laughs> yeah. care. I love it with all my heart and soul. <laughs> uh, it's ironic because, you know, Larry talks about how everything connected for him with Aladdin. It didn't work like that for me. Like, I think the first one I saw was uh, Little Mermaid, and I learned the soundtrack, and I could sing every song on Little Mermaid front to back. And then Aladdin, 
I all I remember was uh, like I, I I wanted to find somebody to sing a whole new world with when I was young. Uh-huh. Like, it was like my dream to do that. And uh, I, for a moment, I was considering just joining a choir just to be able to do that. And I never did it. But then Beauty and the Beast, the connection I have is like I got my wife, right? Like she learned to love a beast. And so that's the connection that I make. So that's that's why that's my favorite film. Plus, I like the story. So. Oh, yeah. And just tag on with <laughs> I mean, the story of the rose and the curse and yeah. all these yeah. the turns so in that. There's a lot of nuances just, to yeah, it. Yeah, so much. Yeah. Right on. All right. Good choices. Good choices. So uh, keeping animated, of course, but let's go into the digital realm now. Let's jump over to Pixar films. Larry, what is your favorite Pixar film? Well, once again, this kind of keeps that same tone of things that came out in the 90s. I mean, Pixar's big heavy hitter is Toy Story. And I think they know that well, well on talking about, you know, having four movies now uh, for it. It, it, it had so much hype when I was younger. As a kid, there's this computer graphic movie coming out that you've never seen, and it really was that. When you first saw it, there was nothing, at least to my eyes as a child, that looked like that. The colors, the vibrance, and they bring these toys to life. They were toys. Like You had to see other things that were animated, and they kind of tried to do the same thing, but alone in this story as you, know, you got Buzz Lightyear, Woody... These main characters that come to realize that they're just toys in that first story. I remember just thinking it was just an overload of just color at first when I watched it. But then to you got, I don't know, I didn't know I liked Tom Hanks, but I was going to like Tom Hanks, I think, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> his voice, he's Woody. He's like the solid go-to character. I mean, we're talking about you know saving Mr. Banks, right? It's just like mm-hmm. it continues to be this trend as you get older. I think Disney knows us well, right? Uh, and I think it, as I got older, if we reference that, me and my wife, one of the things we did before we got married was we both, you know, had a love and aspiration as well for Toy Story, but specifically Buzz Lightyear. We have a lot of our wedding themed around the words to infinity and beyond, which gets sound as corny as heck, but it really was something for us. We have it tattooed. I have to infinity and she has them beyond. So it's like one of those things we had on our wrist. I know it's, it's one of those things where you're like, Sounds corny, but when we did it at the time, it's it means a lot to you because you kind of can go with it. I think I got the better deal of having two infinity because <laughs> some people yeah. can see her arm and she says <laughs> and beyond. But I, you know, that's just laying out there. But it's still, it's really just everything as you were a kid and as you get older. Now we watch them. I mean, I don't know about you. There was not a dry eye in my house, specifically like in Toy Story three. It just wrecked my entire yeah. like life for a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> Like it was a good movie, right? Uh, but it just how I realized then as an adult how much this movie meant to me. I grew up with it. I literally really grew up with. It. I did things I didn't know, and now heck, I don't even want to get started. You know, Andrew talks about when he goes to the park. I, I have a Buzz Lightyear backpack. I have uh, I, don't, I can't even do. I have each character, <laughs> Woody, Buzz. I have them all. Like I don't know why, but just seeing it makes me happy. So I know that's for sure my top Pixar film. Right on, man. I, I'm right there with you, Buzz. This has to be my favorite character from that film specifically. But, yeah, I don't think there was a dry eye when we saw Mm-mm. that film. And even now, I still get choked up, you know, watching that happen. And I, for me, I think watching it as a parent, 
puts into perspective that there's all these stages in life that my boys are hitting, right? And right. eventually they're going to hit this college stage. And I'm like, stop. No. Right. Yeah. Just stop already. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know so, about yeah, you, but do you feel like I talk about this with my wife too and anyone else. And I say, do you feel guilty now when you have toys around the house? Like you're a full adult. You're like, there are collectibles yes. items now. But you're like, I can't throw it away. <laughs> I got to do something bit. to make it still have Stuck life. Stuck in the package like <laughs> Stevie <Yep>. Pete. <laughs> A little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> and it's crazy. You know they don't feel anything, but at the same time, you're like, but what if they do? What if they did? What right. if I did what give them one? No. They do. <laughs> if it falls and it's like, oh my God, pick it up. Dust right. it up. I'm right. so sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, I got you, baby. I got you. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. Right on. Andrew, your favorite Pixar film. Um, I'm going to have to choose a, a little later one from Larry's, but uh, Monsters, Inc. I think I'll have to go with Monsters, yeah. Inc. It's a, nice. it's a great movie. I'm I'm a big fan of comedies yes. that, that you'll see through these questions, I'm sure, depending on where we go. It's comedy, comedy, comedy. That's my whole, that's my bag. I love comedies, so, I mean, and who can't, but who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Monsters, Inc. is just, you know, John Goodman and Billy Crystal, and it's such a good cast. It makes me laugh every time. It's it's uh, it's another one of those quotable ones. Oh yeah. For me, it's it's great. I love it. Yeah, to this day whenever my kids are doing something wrong, I'll give them like the finger point to the eyes and point it back and be like, <laughs> "Always watching, <laughs> Wazowski. Always watching." Always watching. <laughs> Did you file your paperwork, Wazowski? <laughs> <laughs> <Shoopsie> poo. <laughs> That's the other one I like. Uh yeah, man, that is such a great film, especially from you know second one when you hear that soundtrack and that jazziness up that's a yeah that's another uh (laughs) connection between the emperor's new groove and and monsters inc for me is that music again that yeah jazz big band okay you know that song in emperor's new groove that chase song run llama run it's it's a great big big band song and the theme to Monsters Inc. It's just great. I love that big band stuff. So ah, so good. Ah, I, I want to go. Love back to and laugh watch and love now. some big band. It's fun. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I want to go back and watch it now. So bad. Okay. Uh, hey. All right, Mel. Favorite Pixar film. Favorite one. Uh, forever. It's going to be Coco. <sighs> it has to be Coco. <sighs> Hard Street. Such a soft spot for it. Love it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm. Oh, man, it's such a beautiful film. I. It's so weird how in different stage of, uh, stages of our lives, I feel like these types of questions seem to morph, right? Exactly. Because whenever mm-hmm. you have milestones, obviously certain things hit different than when you first watched them. And yeah. Coco is definitely that for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely in that like Mount Rushmore of Pixar films for yes. me. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought a lot about this one recently as well because I think of a coworker of mine we were doing like icebreakers on a zoom call or something for work and this question came up and i thought about it because they they asked me about coco and and if i liked it and everything and uh i stuck with my answer that i've always given for this and that is wally i i movie there's so much about wally that i appreciate because it you know i've said this before that it did so much to tell a beautiful story with absolutely zero dialogue in all of that yeah. time than most films do in twice the time with dialogue. True. 
you know, and then you couple mm-hmm. it with that soundtrack and that score and uh, Define Dancing is still one of my favorite musical pieces ever. And uh, I've, I've talked about how, it, like, in my head, I associate moments in my life with a piece of music, whether or not it's playing, like, it, whatever piece of music seems to pop into my head for the very first time is kind of how I remember those moments. And when my oldest son was born, the very first time that I held him in my arms, Nemo Egg started playing, right? And so that is like forever ingrained in my head as that moment. When I first held my my younger son, uh, Define Dancing was playing, and all right, I'm gonna get a little emotional. So let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Mount Rushmore, our Pixar Mount Rushmore for everybody. It'll be Wally Miguel. Buzz Lightyear and Ross. Ah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's I like not that. bad, man. That's a really good Mount Rushmore. A, somebody should it draw is. that up. Let's, that'd be pretty cool. Listener art. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be need. awesome. Every time I hear Rushmore. put on your Sunday clothes, I thought of Sunday, you know, Main Street. They played that song, mm-hmm. and then when Wally yeah. plays that song. Yeah. Oh, dude, you talk about feels and emotions. That mm-hmm. kicked me yeah. in gear every time I hear that song. But Yeah. Well, Up is kind of the same way, right? Because in those first nine minutes of Up, like, they wreck you. (laughs) Just Yeah. (laughs) Man, Michael Giacchino, dude, he just, he knows how to pull those heartstrings. (laughs) Oh, I'm hip to you, sir. I know what you're up to. (laughs) We, uh, yeah, you know what? Inside Out is also one of those films. I haven't really ever thought about it at that level, but... I guess technically I should, considering that in Animal Crossing, my island's name is Nomanison Island. So considering that it's the play on the words no man is one, but it's from the Imagination Mover segment of the Inside Out film. So Nomanison Island is my island in Animal Crossing. deep pool. Sweet. Nice. Maybe I should give it a little look-see again and give it more credence in the future. Mm-hmm. All right. I see those gears going. Developing. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move over to favorite Disney live action movie. Larry. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, the live action, which is kind of a turn for me, it's Tron. Uh, Legacy, the newest Tron. Uh, I know Ooh, yeah. some people uh, may the older Tron. I watched it very briefly as a kid with my dad. Okay, so maybe there's a little bit of tie to what Tron Legacy really is, the movie story, right? So there's my heart tie. Uh, but Tron Legacy, when I watched it, I had no expectations. And then I was a little older in my life, and I was really into these, you know, lighting technology and this idea of being inside of a game i'm always about being full immersion and then him having the story behind being in there you talk about soundtracks i mean r.e.p daft punk (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) daft punk killed it i was already a fan of daft punk before that and melissa know this because we've played a lot of music before and this was one of those things where i was like i always had a daft punk song in any playlist i have Uh and this soundtrack like to tell you how much it meant to me when i graduated from college i played the end titles of tron to like celebrate my last test yes <laughs> that's what yes! I, I, I played yes! that, that my wife came dope, home dude, it's perfect it's not even a, she wow. was driving home and she hears me blasting the song and she walks in she's like everything okay i'm all like i just did my last test i'm done and i'm playing the credits that's it, it was <laughs> oh that movie God. uh 
the the technology i think was ahead of its time the soundtrack i think was ahead of its time and look at the ride how much it's loved if you think about over you know on the overseas park over there they're trying to bring mm-hmm. it here now um it's just an undervalued very expensive production i'll admit when they made it and i just don't think it gets the praise it should but i love it the storyline's great love jeff bridges not as much comedy like as you would say but when i go comedy my very close i'm gonna have to mention it because it's pirates of caribbean which ties into the answer we'll talk about <laughs> later uh but that mm-hmm. that is very close for me for live action i loved all of those movies uh and it's not just johnny depp it's the the sets it's the music it's the comedy all tied into actors of like andrews mentioned the cast they had for those movies not just johnny depp you're talking you know orlando bloom jeffrey rush these people were in other movies before that watched and made such an impact on me so those are very tied i i could go either way i'll have to go with that for sure yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. I mean, for mm-hmm. everything that you said, I could I could see why that would be a difficult choice for you to make. Uh, that the costuming and the sets for Pirates, man, just oh the God. legacy that that film yeah. has left behind, and how high it raised the bar for so many other films in the future, is unparalleled. So for sure, I agree, man. Those are really great choices, Andrew favorite disney anime or sorry live action film live action uh it's the apple dumpling gang no i'm just kidding it's not it's not. um i'm gonna consider this a live action because it's mostly live action um uh, who framed Roger yes. Rabbit? That's my oh, nice. I yeah. just watched this movie with my niece for the first time she'd ever saw it. I'm sorry, I didn't jump in, and I was like, That's you okay. have it's... to watch this. It was so good. My favorite movie of all time, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It's it's kind of holds a special place in my heart. It's you know, it's eighty percent live action. You know, mostly live action. So I'll put it in that category. And it's you know, just Roger's my favorite character. We'll get to that, I'm sure. And it's. It's just, uh, again, with that jazzy music that's in there, the, the comedy, the slapstick, the everything, you know, Bob Hoskins is great as Eddie Valiant, Christopher Lloyd. It's it's just a fantastic, perfect movie, in my opinion. I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And what a way to celebrate something that, historically speaking, we're probably never, ever going to see again to that capacity. Yeah. Seriously. Right? The no, types yeah, exactly. of deals that were made in order to get that many characters and that many companies to exist as one film, even if Disney keeps consuming other companies the way that they have been, it's just, I don't think we're ever going to see that. Like, I don't think we're ever going to see like a Simpsons crossover into a Mickey Mouse cartoon. Right. I, I agree with you. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a one and done and it, they did it perfectly exactly in my opinion right on great choice man great choice uh and yeah Yeah. i count it as live action so that's it's gotta be it's gotta be it's not a completely animated film so if you consider mary poppins live action then who framed roger rabbit's live action oh totally Uh, i'll I'll touch a little bit more on that when i get to my choice but yeah okay okay, okay. (laughs) mel favorite disney live action I can't even remember my last answer. <laughs> and I was trying to remember. I'm like, what did I say? And I think I said Jungle Book. I don't, I don't know. remember. But I, I, I don't remember. But the 90s Jungle Book or the newer Jungle Book? Oh, live action. I think I said the newer one. Yeah. But 
if you had asked me like maybe two more months from now, I'm going to say it may be Cruella because I can't, it's hard to settle. It is so hard. I would say, of course, I'd say Indy. I'd say Tron. But I'm like, I kind of want, like, it's good. It's been hard to really choose for one, choose one. But, um, you know what? I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say prediction right now. It's going to be Cruella when it comes wow. out. That's oh, nice. Wow. This ready. is Mel from the future now. <laughs> and so, I'm saying that. Nice. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> nice. All right, we'll have to revisit it in a couple you months. Spin and the target yes. here. Right. <laughs> it's it's hard, and the reason I don't, I won't say like indie. It's because indie's like its own thing, so it's always been like like nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare is its yeah. own little category, so I've always yeah, had a problem with that. But you know what? Yeah, I must say Cruella. Right <laughs> I mean, those trailers, they're they're. They're giving me villains, so yeah, you know, I've been I, dying for a villain movie. <laughs> I have to say that they've done a really great job of marketing Cruella so far, so much yeah. better than they did with Maleficent. Because with Maleficent, mm-hmm. it almost immediately didn't feel like a villain film, and this one does. Like she seems yes, it mean, does. right? Uh huh. So I'm uh-huh. digging it so far. I somebody you just don't you you want to not like, and that's the point. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Well, I guess we're gonna have to revisit this after the film, and see how you feel again once it's released. So we'll ask you sure. the question bum, once bum, it's bum, been released. Developing story again. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. I I thought about this. Uh, when I was thinking about the questions to ask, and I have to say that I think I'm going to stick to the answer that I I feel I gave the last time, and I'll tell you what I all what I possibly would have said, and that is the original Mighty Ducks film. Uh, I'm not going to make ah. that my choice, but my kids and I have been watching the new Mighty Ducks series on Disney Plus, and I love it. I'm so hook, line, and wow. sinker like on board with that series, but I also really love the original Mighty Duck series. Like I picked up a hockey stick and got skates because of that film. Right. <laughs> I sucked, but I did. Damn it. <laughs> and you know, I always felt like, well, if they could make something of themselves skating, why couldn't I? Obviously I didn't have Gordon Bombay. That's why, but <laughs> uh, you know, watching it with my kids, uh, we decided to go back and watch the original films as well so that they had the context of where Gordon comes from and everything. And as we were watching the first one, I noticed that they were cheering at the same parts that I would cheer when I was a kid. They would get Aww. excited and they would get worried at the same points. I'm like, okay, cool. Like at least, you know, they get the film. They understand everything that's happening. And this is like one more thing we can bond over. And that's great. But, I think I'm going to stick to the film I said last time, and that's um, Infinity War. No, I'm sorry, uh, Endgame. And I was the reason, say. yeah, and <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I have the the new Avengers cards in my hand right now, Ooh. and because they're based technically on Infinity War or the mm. Infinity Saga, they actually say Infinity Saga right Sweet. on the side. Um, which, by the way, we're going to be giving some of these away to some lucky listeners. Details on that will be coming soon, but that's called a teaser, kids. Uh, but Just kidding. Reason... I'm, not a, I'm not on the show anymore. I want to win this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the reason just I want to choose kidding, just kidding. Uh, in the uh, end game is because, you know, I, I haven't seen another film, uh, maybe Toy Story 3, that wraps up a franchise so beautifully, right? Yeah. And not only mm-hmm. just two or three films, this is a decade worth of films that it tied exactly. together, gave you everything wrapped up in a beautiful bow. Did I lose my favorite Avenger? Yeah. But yeah. I like thinking back on it, it was the right thing to do. Tony started it. Tony had to end it. You know, mm-hmm. and the way that they wrapped it up was, I mean, I just thinking about it, like thinking about it gets me emotional. Like, I love that film so much. I can watch it over and over and even anticipating the snap and just watching yeah. Tony just say, yeah, well, I'm Iron Man. And then, like, you know, it happens. I like thinking about it gets me emotional and I know it's coming and it still gets me every single time. All right. So uh, for my live action, uh, I'm going to choose Endgame. And that's why if I'm choosing Endgame as live action, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is fine because let's face it, 90% <laughs> of Endgame was green screened. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's live action. <laughs> nice. We won't even talk about live action Lion King now, will we? <laughs> yeah, live action. Li- live action. Live action, Air quotes. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Uh, let's shift to the... Oh, actually, you know what? Let's just... What's your favorite Disney character? Uh, I think we kind of answered this in some of our questions already, but... Let's just actually give a solid answer for this one. So, Larry, favorite Disney character, favorite Dis- uh, Pixar character? So, Disney character, you would guess, would be the genie. But uh, he's not my favorite. He's my very favorite movie in the character, but it's Goofy. Um, and once again, this is one of those things that's funny. It's that 90s vibe. You know, the Goofy movie came out in the early, mid-90s, excuse me, mid-90s. And when I watched the movie... It's funny. I just one of these things. I just rewatched it with my niece. It's like everything we're hitting. I'm seriously. It's like weird. Like you guys are watching me or something. <laughs> but I rewatched it with her, and I realized why I liked Goofy. Then it was like a teenage movie, which is weird because I was like a kid. And this is an animated film, right? But it made me love Goofy because for all the reasons that he's this cool, quirky dad, and he's trying to stick to the values of influencing his son with his family morale. He's trying so hard to make this trip to go right. And he's just goofy. He just has this natural instinct. And for me, it spoke always the rest of my life to the idea of, like, I'm klutzy. I'm very comedic. I try to, like, make (laughs) jokes out of things that really is just me falling on my face. And I like when they work out (laughs) in my favor as goofy. (laughs) That tends to happen a lot for him. So that movie kind of set the tone. Then later on, I just kept watching, you know, earlier goofy things and what kind of character. I can never get down any of the laugh the chuckle i would wish someday to be that good to do like a good goofy impression but i, I just relate with them i always say that's my long last brother every time i take pictures i say oh it's my long last brother <laughs> but goofy's my guy you want me to get bill and, on the phone so he could teach you how to make the voice I, right <laughs> uh, uh, pixar related just a phone call away All right oh that would be sweet wow i mean for pixar it's it's really hard for me because I, I've, it's funny now I was, I had a pretty clear, distinct, you know, Buzz Lightyear. It's, it's always been kind of something that goes with me, but it's funny because now Melissa kind of threw a kink in it, bringing up Coco. I, I, I forget, you know, like 
the series that we go through because I get so caught in my old routines of what I like. But, you know, bringing up Coco a lot, I really like the characters and overall the main character in the movies terrific but just the idea of coco i like those pixar characters that cast and what they do in that story so it's really hard for me i I, but i'm gonna lean back onto buzz lightyear that's probably gonna be my go-to for sure right on yeah those are solid choices man can't go wrong with any of those yeah andrew same question Um, if you couldn't guess, yes, my uh, favorite Disney character, I'm going to call him a Disney character, even though it's a touchstone film, <laughs> is Roger Rabbit. It's it's in the parks, it's in Disneyland, it's it's Roger Rabbit, you know. Uh, Larry said he wished he could do an impression of Goofy, and I've got a, a halfway decent Roger Rabbit, I think, so, you know, that's always fun to, to break out at the parks and scream at people with it. <laughs> nice. You're being modest. Um, it's very good. I yeah. hope you All right. Hey, it's a good pal, Roger Rabbit. Yes. Here on Podcateers. There you go. Come on. That's so awesome. That's not halfway decent. That's like you should have been hired to be a part of the film. Oh, thank you so much, Hazen. It's so fun to be Roger Rabbit here on Podcateers. See, okay, so here we go. So we're gonna revive this character for Disney Plus, and we're gonna have we're gonna give Roger his own series where he does his Rogery things. And Andrew, you got the job. Uh, I'll make a couple of calls. I'll give Bobby go. a call and see what he can do, who he can connect me with, and we'll make this happen. Okay, I hope I hope Charles Fleischer won't be mad at me because he's still alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. but that's okay. Gotta pass the torch some point. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you have to. He has to. He'll 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 be the mentor. You know, he's getting up there in Mm -hmm. age. It'll be you know kind of like a Tony Anselmo kind of. Right. Yeah. 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 You have to, man. Um, and then yeah. Um, and then uh, Pixar. uh, I cannot do an impression of um. I'd um I'll pick Ham Ham from Toy Story. Really, any John Ratzenberger character (laughs) in any Pixar film. Is the best, but you know, Ham. I love Ham. He's so witty on my uh, Disneyland app. Ham's my uh, Ham's my icon on there. You can't beat Ham. Right on, dude. Yeah, it, I, I have to agree, job. man. Every one of his characters is just <laughs> fantastic. And I remember <laughs> when I was younger, I used to walk around trying to impersonate his character from Cheers and just be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey Normie. Hey, yeah, the." Uh, <laughs> I bet you Woody has that uh, drink for you over there. And I just over and over, and I would record myself. And at one point, I was like, it's never going to happen. So whatever. And I just let it go. (laughs) But uh, you always have those dreams, right, where maybe you could take over for somebody else. And I thought, well, maybe I should just be Mickey Mouse. And I was like, you're shooting high, bro. Don't even try it. (laughs) Especially now, like, Brett Iwin and Christy Mantopoulos and – I, I think the closest that I've ever been able to get is we would walk around the the Emporium. And when my kids were younger, when they were still in a stroller, we'd walk around. And I'd pick up the little Mickey dolls. And to make them laugh or something, I'd be like, oh, oh boy. And then they'd kind of laugh and they'd Aww. giggle. And then we'd, like, move on, right? But I could never get past that. Like, you had an entire dialogue as Roger. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> that's, that's that's the best old boy I've heard. That's all you get. So there you, you know, go. and it's Keep. it's it's a lot better than some of those you know seventies and eighties Mickey Mouse where they didn't know what was uh, going on. You know. And oh yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm the thing, and it's Mickey yeah. Mouse. I'm here in my house, and I 
Mickey Mouse. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Those were scary, man. <laughs> Straight up yeah. scary. Right on. Uh, Mel, your favorite hey. Disney and Pixar characters. Um, for for Disney, for sure, it is always Maleficent. Um, lately, it's been Meriwether <laughs> with her sass and stuff. But um, it, it's usually Maleficent. Oh, for Pixar, that's so hard. Um, trying to think, and I'm trying to think between Miguel or Jesse, like oh. between them two. Oh, yeah. Between them two, ooh, um, you know what? I'm gonna go Jesse. Okay. Okay. I'm Strong gonna go choice. with her because she's, yeah. One of the most developed backstories, I'd say, in Toy Story for a character. When you watch, you know, seeing that Proctor mm-hmm. and that storyline and Absolutely. them being where they are. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a good choice, I think. Well, Toy Story fan over here, biased, but <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> on. Yeah, so far we have three Pixar, three Toy Story characters. I know. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> but they're, they're so good. Yeah. 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 Uh, my choices would be uh, Disney. The character itself, I think, is really hard. I, I don't think I've ever been able to fully answer this question. But the more that I think about it, if I had to lean towards one of the two that I'm thinking, I'm going to go with Steamboat Willie the version of Mickey Mouse that's Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Uh, and I just, uh, I like that version of Mickey because, not just because he's used as kind of the opening for Disney animation and stuff like that, but I feel like it's when Mickey really found his stride. You know, although, you know, playing crazy and all of that was around the same time, Steamboat Willie with the music and everything has become so iconic that, you almost instantly recognize it if you're yeah. a Mickey Mouse or a Disney fan. Mm-hmm. That whistle. Yeah, that whistle is definitely iconic. Uh, and if I had to like, choose a close second, it would be Oswald. Um, and oh, nice. only because I, you know, everybody talks about how it all started with a mouse, but it technically started with a lucky rabbit, exactly. you know, and then kind of became mm-hmm. all about a mouse. So of the two, I'd obviously put Mickey on top. But yeah, Oswald's a, like, a hairline behind that choice. Uh, And Pixar, this one, I think, as more Pixar films become available to us, it's gotten harder and harder to continue thinking that my favorite character is my favorite character. But when I go back and I think about what the character brought to the table, for the same reason I chose it as my favorite film, I'm going to choose Wally. Again, I think for a character that shouldn't be able to emote as much as he does, he damn sure does it mm-hmm. well. You yeah. know, it, it's a box with eyes, you know, and <laughs> yeah. you get so much emotion from that film, from that character. And once you finally hear him speak, the, the synthesized voice yeah. still is able to show that emotion that he's feeling or that he's beginning to learn to feel so yeah i'm gonna stick to wally on that one good choice thank you you talk about the voice Uh, i always do though wow wow whatever i do (laughs) wow i'm always trying to wow (laughs) wow (laughs) wow 
Exactly. <laughs> Talk about impersonation. Uh, okay, so let's shift to the parks for a moment, and that's, I think, where we're going to wrap it up for today, but... Let's talk about favorite land and favorite attraction. So, Larry, let's start with you again. Hmm. This is very oh man. Okay, so the attraction I'm gonna jump right into. It's it's Pirates of the Caribbean, as I mentioned, the live action movie I had always had a feeling for, and I think this is before the live action movies. And I'll tell you, as a kid, I remember going to Disneyland to this ride, and there's just like Andrew mentioned. Don't feel ashamed. I'm positive there's more podcast listeners that went on to certain rides and were like heck no <laughs> beeline the other way this was one of those rides where I, I did get a little scared but there was not enough time to turn around <laughs> the queue at that time was quick and when yeah. it got dark it was like you're there you're on right you're kind of scared yeah right? and there was rides at disneyland that spooked me too uh but when i got on this one i distinctly remember getting in the boat and feeling like i was in a real boat and now i look at it as an adult and you're like what were you thinking it's a you know it's the ride vehicle but you thought you were in a boat because of the water that you go into immediately you do this drop you go in and then you see these animatronics and everything was larger than life and it's a dark ride so you feel like you're immersed once again as a kid and you're just hearing loud noises you're seeing smoke and then you're seeing pirates to your right to your left there's a things are changing then there's a fire and there's people in jail it's just it was so much as a kid to take in and as i got older those things i began to like i gotta ride this and it always felt like 15 minutes of the day which is a long time for anything if in these days right flew by though because it was every time i got on the ride there was always something that caught my attention to be like wow they actually pulled that off and then what really helped develop my love for the ride was the movies when they came out it started doing that thing like we i just mentioned earlier where me hazen and Alyssa were at for hot back hot hat box ghosts when they were showing it to everyone there was this atmosphere i mean don't get me wrong i hated the lines pirates had for a while <laughs> because of the movies like because everyone <laughs> to see johnny depp right and the line was humongous i hated that but the other part of me, the good Disney fan, was like, this is awesome to have all these people here and a fandom, again, of pirates to be wearing, like, the pirate hat or the jewelry or whatnot, trying to look like Johnny with the dreads. I bought into all that. And it was, it's always been a ride that had a special to me because once you go into my favorite part of that ride is once you go into the battle scene and they got the smoke and sometimes you get a cannon fire. And, you, and I always yeah. love being the person like, oh, there's a, I'm like, Oh, I know where the lights are. Oh, there's a bomb. Oh, there's a bomb. Oh, there's a bomb. You know, you're just hoping to get that. And uh, that's my favorite attraction. I love New Orleans, that land. And I don't know if it's it's funny because they both tie together. I don't know if it's because of there's not many. The Haunted Mansion, obviously, I love it. And uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, my number one. Those two rides in that area, it's the vibe of it. Like you talk about music, hearing the jazz. Um, Uh and and before they used to have the guitarist player there, I'm sorry, I beg my pardon, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but those things, I used to just sit in New Orleans to listen to that, to get that vibe. And, uh, that 
that still continues to be one of my spots, especially during the day. You know, I'm always trying to catch some beads. I'll do whatever for beads, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good to know. Uh, yeah, good to know, right? And, you know, hearing that uh, they see, you might not see, but in my background, I have the Rivers of America with the Mark Twain on it. It's hearing that Mark Twain go by, uh, you know, that those things take me away. They give me this immersion. Something about water being there, too, I'm thinking kind of gives me that full immersion vibe. Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with anything that you said. You know what's funny? You were talking about going on Pirates and feeling like that when you were a kid. Ironically enough, though, I feel like that as an adult, as a photographer, because there's so much to see and so much to try to capture that you don't know where to turn, and it's you're so immersed in that world that there's times that you can let go of reality and feel that you're there, you know, and it's happening, you know, to you and you forget that they're animatronics and it's awesome. I, ah, man, such a great attraction. Damn. So good. Andrew, you were describing the, the boats. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go, 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 go. I was like all into the, just being on the boat and then whoosh, the air coming by and stuff because of the cannons. The cannons. Took me away for a moment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you get that little splash back from when the right. bombs hit the water mm-hmm. on a I nice know it's w- uh, warm day. You're like, ah, oh, feels so good. Thank God. So I have to cover up my glasses so they get water on them. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Andrew, favorite attraction? Yeah. Favorite um, yeah, this will be no surprise to anybody that knows me, but uh, favorite land would be Adventureland. Um, it's got my favorite attraction in it, which is uh, Indiana Jones. You know, Adventureland, and Adventureland's got so much going for it too: Jungle Cruise, Tiki Room, Shrunken Ned, Dole Whips. I mean, you can go on <laughs> and on. It's such a small <laughs> land, such a small footprint, so crowded, strollers everywhere. But you know, I love me some Adventureland, and it's you know. It's great. I love me some shrunken Ned yeah. <laughs> in Adventureland. <laughs> Bangle Barbecue, you know. There's, you know. I don't know what else. Around. Tarzan's Treehouse. Yeah, I could. I'll just name everything. You know? Just name everything. Has Go machine. for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the restrooms. <laughs> Rosita. You know, every, everything's in there. That really cool <laughs> Mickey-looking stone on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta see those sea oars. Um, but yeah, and then. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones, my favorite attraction. I love Sala. The cosplay is Sala at D23. Um, Indy's got a big, you know, takes up a big place in my heart. Uh, it's, you know, again, there's the, you know, a lot of that 20s, 30s, there's jazz in there, big band mm-hmm. stuff in there, music wise. Yes. And, yeah. you know, Sala's great. You know, I love Sala. He's, <laughs> he's so fun. Um, and the attraction's fun. And, you know, it's one of those where it's like, kind of the first to to do a little bit of the switch it up oh wow. you know you get a choose you know oh uh you know each uh chamber if you go into riches exactly. or youth or future you know mm-hmm. i you know off the top of my head i can't think of another one that was that successful at doing it before yeah uh, switching it up like that and that's you know such a cool effect and it's different now but it's still cool and it's 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 great <laughs> I agree. I agree. I yeah, super it. solid choices. <laughs> uh, I have to agree with you on Adventureland, man. That 
for such a small footprint, it's just so, so well developed. You know, they fit so mm-hmm. much into that tiny area that it's difficult not to feel that you're really in this, you know, part of the world. So, yeah, I I, I dig that, man. Good answers. Good answers. Mel. There's something yeah. about being in that queue of Indiana, sorry, Indiana Jones, and you hear the Jungle Cruise boats going by with the engines, uh-huh. and then yeah. you sail here like yeah. the big band music, like you're talking about Andrew. There's, that's where I get that. You full. can hear the the generator. That's let's not talk about the generator. Lights and, uh... <laughs> the generator is the one that, for me, it's like one of those things. Like when I was younger, it's like what the is that? noise and yeah and then you get older and you're like oh okay and you watch the lights and it goes with it it's very i think i'm very mad because i didn't realize (laughs) i took me i say i figured it out i probably figured it out maybe a year and a half ago (laughs) you just discovered it that's funny that's it that's funny (laughs) i i remember feeling angry also but i found out about it in like a trivia book or something like that i was reading through like like did you know that i was like what and then, like, the next time I went, I was like, oh, my God, the book was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anybody uh, ever needs, I have that whole isolated audio of just the generator we can play. Oh, great. <laughs> right on. You know, so you can go to sleep, too. That's some relaxing oh. sound. There you go. The generator to go to sleep, too. Sweet this dreams. This week in Puppeteers <laughs> ASMR, the generator oh, expanding Indiana. the network. <laughs> there you go. ASMR Disney sounds. On a recurring loop, just one hour of that humming. <laughs> just for you. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. All right, Mel. Oh. Favorite land, favorite attraction. Oh, this is gonna be a tie because I can't. I can't split the two. I, I, my heart is in Adventureland, but my soul is in New Orleans Square. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to name these two. Again, my heart is totally in indie. Like, that attraction just never gets old. Eh, I may be biased. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, that attraction never, ever, ever gets old. I mean, even if there's, like, little touches, if the lights go off, it's a new experience. Hey, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like closing your eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, yeah. Indy and Haunted Mansion, like, it stinks when it's March Mayhem, and I we have to vote against them like we did the other time. Like, <laughs> I can't do that. So, there you go. Them two. Yeah. <laughs> Solid choices. So, are you yeah. are you gonna go with both lands as well for for each attraction? Are you splitting the land and sure. splitting attraction? Split me up. Go for okay. it. Okay. All right. You <laughs> yes. know what? I can't. I, I can't be angry at that because I've done that many a times. So um, I'm totally for it. If you can't make up your mind, sometimes you have to split the difference. That's why I mentioned Oswald. But yeah. it was just the yeah. hair, you know, that brought Mickey to the forefront. Um, mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, you know, I have to agree with Larry that New Orleans Square holds a really special place in my heart because I would do the same thing. I would sit around and I just kind of listen to the ambient noises, the music in the background. And I always envisioned, you know, some of our armchair Imagineering ideas ending up in New Orleans Square and just making it so much better. Plus, you got Club 33, the Blue Bayou and all that cool mm-hmm. stuff that was there. Uh, but I have to say that having never seen it yet, 
and I know it's just opening and it's not complete. I almost feel like Avengers Campus is going to give it a run for its money once it's open. So for now, (laughs) I'm going to stick to my choice and say that my favorite land is uh, New Orleans Square, contrary to popular belief that it's Tomorrowland. Uh, and attraction, uh, I'm. I really had to think about this one, but I'm gonna stick with um, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Haunted Mansion, obviously, <laughs> is my favorite. I'm quitting the uh, podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good yeah, run, man. guys. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, 50 plus minutes. Great run. Uh, yeah, obviously Haunted Mansion. You know, uh, again, it's uh, the attraction itself finds a really great balance between humor and spooky. Uh, it's one of the best developed attractions that, you know, Imagineering has ever put together. And on top of that, it just it feels timeless. You know, even though we mm-hmm. know the effects, we know how things are done. It doesn't have a fully sussed out story the way that other attractions do, but it just works, you know, and that's Absolutely. one of the, you know, biggest charms about the mansion. And on top of that, it's just that was my rabbit hole into the Disney company and Imagineering. You know, you can't go into that rabbit hole and not claim stake as you know, that being your favorite attraction. So, uh, obviously, the Haunted Mansion. So Terrific. All right. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, there's so many other questions that I think we could ask, but I think we'll save those for another day. What do you guys think? Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Right. Yeah, on, so, right I, on, I, so. I do have something, though, I just want to wrap up with, Hazen. I just, for me, I'm, sure. gonna, I'm pretty sure Andrew could, you know, go voice with this as well i'm very thankful to be included a part of podcasters here i want to make sure you know if you're here listening to this part of the podcast you're one of those ones we're speaking to that it's it's been a, a journey to get to this point with hazen and melissa and the ones before you know gavin i might not ever be able to follow that smooth sensations of voice tone as gavin <laughs> but um uh, we're you know me and andrew like i said are, are here as a, a happy to add on to what already Hayes and Melissa have made where we are so I'm excited I could speak on my half and I'm looking forward to what it really is like Hayes has talked the connections that you make with Disney and friends and people you find because if you're listening to this you probably need a little Disney in your life and we would love to interact with everyone we want to provide things that give you that feeling in your day and that's what keeps us going we love it and we're just I'm very happy myself that, like Hazen said, when he asked us, it was an honor first. And secondly, it was very exciting. And I can't wait to bring more to this podcast. I'm so excited. Couldn't have said it better, Larry. That was feel the same way. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for that. Uh, You know, I've told you many times before that, you know, we're we're lucky to have you both on board. We're thankful that you both accepted, you know, to be on the podcast. And I agree with you, Larry. You know, that that sensation that you get, that feeling, that Disney magic that comes, you know, into your heart. I'll I'll be the first to say, is the Disney company perfect? No. You know, we've we've talked about that off the podcast. We've even talked about it on our happy hour calls and all sorts of stuff. But 
we recognize the magic that Disney brings to people, and we know how it how it can be a substitute for things that aren't necessarily always perfect for some people. It's an escape from reality. It's a way of giving you a happy place when sometimes you don't have one. And I have to admit that the last year, it was humbling to hear and to read messages from people that told us, hey, you know, we're really thankful for your podcast. It really helped me get through the months that we were at home. But I would be lying if I didn't say that it helped me get through it, too. You know, being here, having the opportunity to talk to all of you and having the opportunity to, you know, so many are first to jump at the negative because it's easy to jump at the negative. And it's not that we don't do it. And and it's not that we're trying to ignore it. It's that we understand what the Disney magic can do for people. And Mm -hmm. we may not work for the company, but we feel that magic and we want to continue spreading it the way that it helps us get through things. So, you know, I think you guys are perfect. I've mentioned before that people leaving and people coming on the podcast, uh, I don't see as just people. I see them as the Imagineers of this podcast, right? And you guys are just two more mm-hmm. Imagineers that are bringing your perspective, your experiences, you you to the podcast. And there's going to be a piece of you embedded into what we do going forward and forever. So thank you guys. Thank you both for being here. I'm super excited for everything that we're going to get a chance to do in the future. Uh, so many plans. Yeah. And, um, I'm happy. Yeah. I, I, I'm i going to start. Man, I'm tearing up already. Okay. It's time to end the podcast. So uh, outside of those beautiful words that you had, Larry, Andrew, Mel, any closing words? I'm just excited for the new chapter. It's going to be great. Yeah. It is. It is. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. So there you go. There's a brief introduction to our new co-hosts, Larry and Andrew. More on Andrew's new podcast will be coming soon, so make sure that you're following us on all our social networks. Make sure that if you haven't joined us yet, follow us over on Discord. Become a part of the conversation there as well. We're a brand new community, so we're very slowly growing, but we love the conversations that we've had an opportunity to have with everybody there so far. If you have any questions, make sure to shoot us a a message. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Tears. That's P-O-D-K-E-T. E-E-R-S. And that's it. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See you later. Adios.